Did you know that studies have shown affirmations can profoundly influence your psychological well-being, enhancing self-confidence and reducing anxiety? Here at Positive Birth Australia, we have crafted a 20-minute birth affirmations track filled with soulful, carefully curated affirmations to empower, inspire, and guide you to deeply remember the power you hold within. And to my fellow belly birth mothers, we have created a track specifically for you to honor that all birth is a sacred moment of profound significance. For only $5, you can download and immerse yourself in our affirmations track to transform your mindset in the lead up to birth and during labor, serving as a potent reminder of the inherent power and love you possess. Visit us at www.positivebirthaustralia.com or head to the show notes and follow the link provided to start your journey toward a more empowered birth experience. Welcome to Positive Birth Australia, a podcast created to empower and educate mothers along their own pregnancy journey. Each week, I'll be sharing insightful and inspiring birth stories and advice in the hopes to help you create your own positive birth experience. I'm your host, Sky Marie. Let's get into today's show. Welcome back, guys. On today's episode, I chat with Harriet about her two hospital births. Harriet felt like she was being dragged through the medical system with her first baby. She went into labor just after 39 weeks and she was caught off guard by how quickly her baby was born. Told by staff that she was lucky to have the birth she did, she looked back on her experience as highly stressful and terrifying. For her second pregnancy, she completed a Hypnobirthing Australia program and found the inspiration and confidence she needed to birth her second child without fear, giving her the tools to stay in control when things got out of control with another quick labor. Hope you guys enjoy the episode. Thank you so much for joining me on today's show, Harriet. I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your birth stories. Thanks for having me. Do you want to just quickly tell us a little bit about yourself, like where you live and who's in your family? Yeah, sure. So um, I'm Harriet and I live in Sydney in the Sutherland Shire with my husband Hayden and my two kids. So I've got a three and a half year old called Luna and a one and a half year old called Ziggy. Oh, I love those names. I've got a little Luna niece. Yeah, they're very cute. And um, I'm actually... 14 weeks pregnant with number three. So we will be expanding our little family in February next year. And are you finding out what you're having? Yes, we weren't going to, but um, I went to the 12 week scan and suddenly was just like, I need to know now. So (laughs) I'm actually booked in to get one of those private scans at 16 weeks because I was like, I can't wait till 20 weeks now. Oh, that's such a long wait. You can just do your little blood test. There's a... um, there's a company over in America, I've been told, that's only like $130. Yeah, I have seen them, but I've also seen people being like, the accuracy isn't great. And <gasps> oh we kind gosh. of, okay. everyone in the family is feeling that they want a girl. So I'm just like, I don't want to say it's a girl and then oh find my out gosh, could at you birth imagine? it's a boy. Okay, I good tip. I'll stop that. recommending that company. Then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it's like really my good daughter tip. is really set on having a sister every time we're like it might be a boy she's like we've already got a boy we don't need another one (laughs) okay (laughs) my fingers are crossed for you thank you mainly her 
So do you want to take us through your first pregnancy with your daughter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, we kind of decided that we were going to start trying and um, we were really lucky it only took two months and then oh wow awesome um yeah so one night I was lying in bed at like 5 30 at night and I was like gosh I'm really really tired but my period wasn't due yet but I was like I've got all these tests I'll take one and you know just see and I took it and um you know when it's like that faint 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 yes. line and yeah. I looked at it and I my heart just stopped and I was like oh my god life has just changed wow. forever and I was freaking out and my husband was on his way home from work and he walked into the house and he still had his motorbike helmet on and I just shoved the pregnancy test in his face <laughs> and he was like, what's happening? He was so confused. Oh, and, my um, gosh, because that's really it. quick, two months. Yeah, awesome. and he just saw it and he was like, what? And I was like, I'm, I'm pregnant. And he kind of didn't believe it and it actually took until we had the dating scan at eight weeks wow. for him to go, okay, yep, I believe you. I believe there's a baby in there. Um, so wow. the pregnancy was like I had I had this idea that ignorance was bliss with her. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I can't read everything, mm. so I'm going to read nothing. Mm-hmm. And the whole time I just felt like I was being dragged through the medical system. Yeah, okay. And I knew nothing. I didn't know anything about the procedures, the tests, the interventions, yeah, and the hospital that I was going through does a lot of births, mm-hmm. and so there's no continuity of care, and you're literally like you are just a number yeah. to the point where you don't get appointment times. You just turn up to the hospital at like eight o'clock in the morning, take a number, and sit there until your number's called, and oh, then you go and wow. see the midwife or the obstetrician. So that sounds horrible. Yeah, it was, and the whole time I was like, I can't believe that this is the experience that pregnant women have. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, I didn't think oh, you know, maybe if I actually knew more and could advocate for myself, mm-hmm. maybe it would be a better experience. Mm-hmm. But whatever, it, yeah. <laughs> it happened. And I was actually lucky enough. So I had gestational diabetes for with her. Mm-hmm. And I was lucky enough to have a friend who, when they started talking to me about induction at about 37 weeks, even though my numbers had been perfect, never had a wow. high number, completely diet controlled, she was measuring perfect size. They were already talking to me about induction at that stage. Yeah. And I was lucky enough to have a friend who was going, just by the way, you don't actually have to do like what they're pressuring you into. And I was going, oh, yeah, you know, well, I don't know. And they're saying this and this and this and gestational diabetes. And But then I was kind of like, hold on. But they've moved me into the low-risk gestational diabetes because yeah. there's no issues. So I was a little bit confused there and that's kind of when I started going, hang on a minute, like maybe maybe what they're telling me isn't necessarily personalised to me. Yeah. Maybe that's just what they tell everyone in yes. this scenario. Yeah, so, which is usually anyhow, the case. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, now that I know what I know now, yeah. I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I could have had the world's most different experience. Yeah. But luckily, anyhow, I went into labour at – 39 and four. Oh wow. I think. Yeah. So went into labor early, was nice. totally in shock because, you know, first baby, everyone's going, oh, you're going to be overdue. You're going to mm. be overdue. Like you're going to need to be induced because you're going to be overdue. Yeah. So I had that in my head. So I'd only finished work at 39 weeks. So I was like, oh, cool. Got two weeks to sort things <laughs> out and blah, blah, blah. And went to bed one night and I woke up at about 
145 and I just had this little niggle and I was like, huh, I haven't felt that before. Like what's going on? Mm -hmm. And, um, was lying in bed and didn't think anything of it. And it started like ramping up very, very quickly. And so I rung the hospital and I said, look, you know, I actually think that I'm, I'm going into labor and first baby, they're like, yep, no worries, hun. You go back to bed, have a sleep. Yeah. You'll be right. Like you're in, you're in for the long run now. Mm -hmm. And so lying there, lying there, things like, and I was going, oh, like, I didn't realize that this would be so, so intense, like so early on. And, um, my husband, I kind of woke my husband up and was like, look, I think that, I think things are ramping up. I think, I think it's, it's the real deal. And I rung the midwives back and I said, look, the contractions are actually only like four minutes apart. And she was going, take a Panadol and go back to bed, love. Mm. (laughs) And I was like, yep, yep. Okay. Okay. No worries. And then same thing happened, rung back and they said, oh, you know, early labor, stop freaking out, like have a shower if you want to. And at this point, my husband, for some reason, our brains weren't working, obviously. Mm. He at two o'clock in the morning was like, we've got to install the car seat. So he's (laughs) out in the dark in the middle of the night trying to put this car seat in the car and I'm in what we now know is full blown labor by myself just and he was like I could just hear you screaming (gasps) from outside so did you feel like like you were in full-blown labor or were you just kind of taking oh no I I, and so the last time I rung her and she said look if you can't handle it come in I was so we now know that I was did they hear you on the phone like did they hear you so they finally let me came in come in because she did hear me having a contraction on the phone and and I actually it was a different midwife than I'd been speaking to okay and she was like I think you should come in now. And I was like, okay. So my issue is, is that I was probably very, I was very much approaching transition at that point. And it was such a mind game because I was being told that I was in early labor, but I was actually in the most intense part of labor. So my brain Uh just automatically went to, I cannot do this. Uh So I was terrified. I was like, if this is the easy part, I cannot do this. And that was what was in my head. So we, um, we, just as we were walking out the door, I did this massive vomit all over the kitchen. And that was obviously my body going transition. (laughs) So did this huge vomit and we had a 35 minute drive to the hospital because um, we'd moved away from, we'd moved down to the Shire um, by that point. So mm-hmm. we had a 35-minute drive where I was in full transition. Could you having, feel any pressure? Like what were you? Yeah, yeah. So full pressure in my bum, wow. contractions 100% on top of each other. <gasps> the car ride was just what? screaming and screaming and screaming. Oh my gosh. And we drove past one hospital on the way there and I was like, I don't know. I was like, do I, we might have to pull into emergency, but then – for some reason, we were just like, no, just keep going. It's only another 15 minutes. So wow. we arrived at the hospital and the midwife saw me and she was like into the birthing suite. And she's like, do you have pressure in your bum? And I was like, yes, uh, yes I do. <laughs> so <laughs> hopped on the table and she goes, okay, 10 centimeters. It's time to get the baby out. And at this point I was just like, I was like, what do you mean? Like you've been telling me that I'm in, uh, and I just, I, was in such shock and I was so scared. I was just like, I was tense. I was 
full of adrenaline. I was, and looking back on it now, I'm like, if I had known what I know now, Mm. she would have been out in 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Instead, I did two hours of just fruitless pushing, just Mm -hmm. like pushing against taut muscle, screaming, like no energetic pushing, just so, so terrified. I was like screaming at her. I was like, I need a C-section. I was like, I can't do it. And she's there and she's like, she's like, the baby's nearly out. She's like, it's okay. You're doing so well. And I just was. Were you on the bed at this stage? So she put me on a birth stool for a a long time because my waters hadn't actually broken yet. Okay. Yeah. So I was just, and she was like, push, you need to break your waters. You need to break your waters. And I mean, now I would. Yeah. And she was going, as soon as you break your waters, the baby will come out as soon as you do this. And I was just like trying to do it. And she's like, push, push, push. And like coached pushing as I now know is not particularly useful. My body wasn't doing it naturally. It was Mm -hmm. just full on like being yelled at by this midwife to push. Which also heightens your anxiety as well. Like I feel anxious listening to it. Totally. And And my husband had he had knew nothing about birth. He had no oh, idea what was going husband. on. And he was just like sitting behind me and the midwife's like, Shit. um, just massage her lower back. And I was like, get off me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was just, and I just, I look back at it now and I'm just like, oh, like what the hell yeah. was going on? And so yeah. eventually she was yelling at me so much about breaking my waters that I eventually was just like, can you just do it? Like mm. you keep telling me you can see them. And I was like, just do it. And so Eventually after an hour and 45 minutes or whatever, she broke my waters and then I got on the bed and did the side lie Mm -hmm. and she was out within, she was out pretty quickly, a few pushes. So one of my contractions, um, I pushed and her head came out and turns out she was actually posterior. So her head was face up when she came out. Mm. Um, so we didn't, I have no idea. We didn't know. And but I was definitely experiencing immense back pain. Mm -hmm. So that kind of makes sense. But, yeah, her head was face up and then no contractions and she was just lying there head up and was just like crying and crying Mm. and crying and looking us in the eye and we were like, what? What So um, and then the next push pushed her um, body out and then I didn't even know, but, you know, they jabbed me with Sintocin, placenta came out and that was that. And... Mm. Afterwards, ever the midwives were going, "Oh my God, that was so good! You are so lucky! Wow, wow, what? wow!" And everyone kept saying this to me, and I was going, "Like, are you I honestly cannot. Like, yes, I suppose I was lucky in the fact that I had a five-hour labor. Yeah, but it was so intense. Yeah, and I had no control. I had no idea what was going on, and Stressful. I was terrified. Yeah, the whole time, and I just was like this cannot be what is considered a good Good birth birth. because I am not there going, oh, the best day of my life. Wow, wow. And so I was just, how can people be telling me that this was good because Mm. I don't, I don't feel good about it. I don't. But I mean, that would be considered a perfect birth within the hospital system. Yeah. And it's totally like, that's exactly on paper. They write on paper. They're like normal vaginal birth, awesome. this, 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 great, right. you know, yeah. perfect. And they're like, good. You did like uh, yeah. awesome. So you have nothing that you should be upset about. Like yeah. everything went as it should yeah. on paper. And yeah, exactly. I was just like, I cannot believe that. So I left and it was months. It was quite a few months until I had 
a couple of friends who had done so one person had done calm birth mm-hmm. and one person had done hypnobirthing and so what's the difference baby. between that I've only heard of hypnobirthing. So they're pretty much based on very similar theories. Okay. Um, they're just kind of different branded oh, courses. Okay. You, yeah. um, hypnobirthing does have the actual hypnosis aspects yeah. about the tracks and stuff that you listen to and they use the hypnosis to kind of get rid of subconscious fears and things yeah, like that, whereas okay, cool. the calm birth is kind of more about meditations and things. Mm-hmm. But similar concepts, similar programs, mm-hmm. um, so – they're great to do. And I had these two friends who did them and they had their babies and one of them was my best friend. And I was like, oh, you know, how did it go? And she was like, oh, it was really good. And I was like, mm, excuse me. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, it was so good. Like it was amazing. How it was such a calm experience, you know, wow. beautiful, calm water birth. And I was like, oh, wow. wow. Like I can't believe that someone is describing their birth with these like positive emotions. Yeah. And I was just there and I was I was like I wish that I had had that and at that moment I was like okay I know that next time I'm going to do everything in my power to have a positive experience as yeah. opposed to experiencing what I experienced last time again. Yeah. So I kind of so the next friend and she had done hypnobirthing and I don't know what made me make the decision but I just I got pregnant with um, Ziggy when Luna was nearly a year. So they're exactly two years apart. So I suppose I got pregnant Same with her. my baby. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when she was about 14 or 15 months pregnant or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And again, um, started trying and got pregnant first go. So, wow. Um, yeah, so. Well quite done. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so really, really lucky in that regard. And I mean. I, f- I found even the wait just that first month so stressful. So I have so much empathy and respect for women who yeah, try for years and years. I just, I cannot imagine. So, mm. so lucky in that regard. And as soon as I got pregnant, I was like, okay, here we go. Time to start, time to start this. And um, first thing I did was read um, Ina May Gaskin's Guide to Childbirth. Oh, love that book. So yeah, that like, as soon as I read that, I was like, oh, okay, I'm, like I'm inspired now. Yeah. I was like, I really just, I already was like, I just need to trust my body yes. and go with that route. Yeah. And then I read a hypnobirthing book and I was like, okay, cool. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to go with hypnobirthing. So I'm going to do the hypnobirthing Australia positive birth program. So I was like really excited about that. And I was doing more reading leading up to it. And then about, I think, 26 weeks we did the program. Mm-hmm. And my husband was really excited about it because obviously he had felt so kind of clueless and useless the first one. Mm-hmm. He was really excited to be involved. kind of be able to be involved this time. Yeah. And so we did the course and immediately my mindset, my mindset shifted and I just went from being so fearful and terrified to just being like, no, I can do this. Mm. My body was designed to do this. And I was getting like excited for labor. And I, after Luna, I never, ever thought that I would be able to have that mindset. Mm. Such a great mindset, isn't it? I was the same. Like when you, you know, actually excited to hit labor. I mean, that's. I know. Instead of being like terrified in the lead up, you're like. People look at you like, what? I know. Yeah, once you learn, it's, yeah, it's an exciting thing and that's how it should be. Yeah, exactly. And the, 
like the Hypnobirthing Australia program really like. So the one of the main things is creating this new mindset mm-hmm. and then maintaining it. Mm-hmm. So you're doing all these exercises to maintain that positive mindset and you're doing the hypnosis um, tracks and listening to them and they're all just putting these positive messages into your subconscious and yeah. you change the language that you use and you listen to affirmations. I was just listening to affirmations like 20 hours a day. I was just every spare second. I just had the affirmation track on and I was like, yep, yep, yep. And I was like, this is actually going into my brain. Like I suddenly was just not having these negative thoughts and all my thoughts were just these affirmations. And I was like, cool, this is, this has worked. So the preparation really worked for me. And I did like, I did work really hard because I was so set on, on like doing it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, one of the affirmations is I'm prepared to calmly meet whatever turn my birthing may take. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really hard one for people to kind of get their head around if they have in their mind a very specific way that they want to give birth. Like your birth story, for example. Exactly. Like that's a really, that would have been, that's like a great affirmation for you. And Mm -hmm. it's like for everyone because you just don't know. No, exactly. There is things you cannot control and Mm -hmm. there's things that happen and special circumstances arise. And the most important thing is that having a positive birth doesn't mean you have the exact birth that that you want. It just means that you were in control and empowered with all the decisions that were made and you were in charge of your birth. So you came, you come out the other end and instead of going, I just did what was done because that's what I was told. You go, no, Mm. I made those choices because I know that they were the right choices for me and my baby. Exactly. Preach it, sister. Yeah, (laughs) and I do preach it a lot. That's Um, awesome. So So you did um, all your affirmations. Did you have a good pregnancy with Ziggy? I had a great pregnancy with Ziggy actually. So I was – I was still breastfeeding Luna up until I was about 20 weeks pregnant. And then mm-hmm. I was just like, sorry, love, like this has got to stop. Um, <laughs> but I didn't have much morning sickness. I didn't have gestational diabetes with him. Oh, awesome. um, I got into the midwife group program at the hospital down here. So I had the same two midwives that I was seeing um, and I really liked them. They really aligned with, you know, my beliefs and they mm-hmm. didn't, question the things that I was doing and deciding so it was really really positive and it was there was so little intervention by them like I saw them like six or seven times in the whole pregnancy and it was just like cool you're doing great no worries with Luna I was having scans all the way through my last scan with Ziggy was 20 weeks he was measuring really big and I was like I was like, oh, like, is that an issue? And they were like, what do you mean? I was like, he's he's measuring big. And they were like, yeah, some babies are big. And I was yeah, like, exactly. I was just like, oh, my gosh. You, yes, you're <laughs> right. So some chill. babies are big. It's, yeah, it's not a problem. Awesome. Love that. So they were amazing. And um, I, yeah, I got towards the end of the pregnancy and I was still feeling really good. And I was 38 weeks and we went to one of Luna's little friend's birthday parties and everyone's there and this is March. So it's like hot, obviously. And someone came up to me and they're like, Oh, you know, how many weeks pregnant are you? And I was like 38. And she was like, you were doing so well. She's like, just wait two weeks time. And you're going to be in a world of pain. Oh no. (laughs) I'm so, so lucky that I had done 
all this work and that I had such a like solid positive mindset because I went into labor that night. (gasps) So if I hadn't done this and, you know, eight hours later, labor had started, that would have been just on my mind. I would have been there going, world of pain, world of pain. Yeah. So. But it couldn't penetrate. I'm so lucky that I just, she said that to me and I was just like, ha, brushed it off. Like, that's awesome. No issues whatsoever. Like, God, pe- some what people you are say, so unconscious about I know. what they say, but it's like, whatever. that's one of the issues with society as a general. As soon as you, you know, say you're pregnant, you've got every woman and their dog yeah. telling you about their horror birth stories. Sad, like, isn't nope. it? I just want, I just want positive ones, yeah, please. Yeah, exactly. So, were you ever scared because you did have a fast labor? Were you nervous at not nervous, but were you? Was it on your mind at any stage that oh, this could actually, you know, be another repeat, a really fast labor? Yes. So that was one of my fears, but I basically was like, I was like, okay, it's going to be fast, but. It probably, in my head, for some reason, I was like, you know, it'll be probably like four hours or something. And I was like, that's fine. The hospital's two minutes away, so that's all good. And I spoke to the midwives. And so the midwife group program's four midwives. I only ever really saw two of them during my pregnancy. Mm -hmm. So I was really close with them. And And I kept saying to them, I was like, please, the one thing I don't want is to ring you up and you kind of not to believe that I'm in labor properly. Yeah. And they were like, no, no, no. Like, you know, we've, we've, you had a fast labor, your first one, like we'll be expecting it. We'll be expecting it. No worries. And I was like, cause I want to get to hospital in time to set up the room, you know, fill up the bath. I really want to just not get there and already be like pushing him out. Yeah. Yeah. And they were like, yep, yep. Totally understand. That's all good. And so I was there and I was like, yep everyone's on the same page mm-hmm. where we're all, we're all, we've all got it. Um, so I just like when I was doing my visualizations and like manifesting things, I was just going four hour birth, get to hospital, fill the bath up. We're done. It's all yeah. good. It's all, yeah. all set. And I was just like, and my mum was, um, my mum lives overseas and she was getting to us on, the Wednesday when I was turning 39 weeks. Mm -hmm. So she was going to be there from 39 weeks. And so it was all going to be fine. Like my mum was going to be here. So all would be right with Luna. We'd just (laughs) calmly do everything, go into labor, drive Mm. to hospital calmly. And it was all going to be perfect. So the Sunday, um, the Sunday before my mum arrived was that party that we were at. And then we were watching Netflix at night and went to bed, hopped into bed about 10.15 and then 10.30 I was like, there's that niggle. Oh. <laughs> and like I never have any kind of hints of leading up to labour starting or anything. Like mm. it's just, it just, it starts and it's go time. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's awesome. So, yeah, it's cool. Like my body is very much like I know I'm what to do. I'm having a baby right now. Yeah. Yeah. So were you like, okay, here we go, it's coming? Yeah, I was, and I was like, I was, but even then I was like, oh, you know, is it? So I messaged my best friend at 10.30 and was like, I think it's go time, like had a little bit of a niggle, like let's see what happens. So I had that niggle and then about five minutes later I had a full-on surge and I was like, okay, yep, like it's it's happening. So 
obviously my mum wasn't here yet. So we had Luna in her room fast asleep and we were going, first things first, we've got to sort out where Luna's going. So Hayden started calling his mum. They didn't answer for 10, 15 minutes. So, and I was just like concentrating on myself. I was like, I can't be involved in this right now. I've just got to focus on me. And so first thing I did was ring the midwife and say, Hey, look, I've had two contractions. Like they're already only five minutes apart. Mm -hmm. Um, just letting you know. And she went, okay, cool. Like obviously, and the issue was it was one of the midwives that I hadn't been seeing very often. Mm-hmm. So I'd met her, but it wasn't one of the two that I'd yeah, developed yeah. a relationship with. Yeah. So she goes, okay, cool. Yep. Thanks for letting me know. Like, see ya, see ya whenever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, just reminding you that my first labor was quite fast. So um, just wanting to let you know that, you know, it might not be that long before yeah. I call you again. Yeah. And she was like, yep, yep, yep. No worries. No worries. So Hayden eventually, um, got hold of his mum and ran to drop Luna off. They only live like 10 minutes up the road. So we were just like, we've got, you know, four hours, no issues. So mm-hmm. Hayden ran to drop her off. And, um, while he was gone, I, so I, he left, I got on my birth ball. It was one of those March nights that was like 30 degrees at 10 p.m. So I just had this fan blowing on me (laughs) and I put my affirmations on and I was just like, yes. And for a few minutes I was in the zone and all of the surges were already on top of each other. And I was like, right. I was was like trying to time my contractions and, you know, by myself while having them and I'm pressing the app and I'm doing it and the the app's just screaming at me and it's like go to hospital go to hospital go to hospital and I was like I was like yep okay (laughs) so I rung the midwife again and I was like look um contractions are on top of each other and I already have pressure in my bum oh my gosh wow so this was like 25 minutes after my first calling her so she obviously it's it's not possible that she'd be like, yep, okay, you know. You're going to have a baby. Yeah, so she, again, was just yeah. like, okay, um, call me back soon and let me know how it's going. Okay. So I hopped up on my bed and I was leaning over the bed and I was like, in my mind, I was like, I know that this is transition. I know what's happening right now. Wow. I know my body well enough to know that this is, this is it. Mm-hmm. And so I rung her one more time and it's like when we teach hypnobirthing, it's like, we don't want the mum to be the one using her brain and making the calls and yeah. doing all this sort of stuff. And I rung her and I was like, look, I'm as soon as Hayden gets home, I'm heading into hospital. Um, they can check me. And then I, I don't know, I stupidly was like, oh, you know, and if I'm being silly, they can send me home. And it's like, I knew I wasn't being silly. Mm. I knew he was about to be born, but mm. I just have this weird like, I'm a Libra, so I just really like pleasing people. Yeah, I feel <laughs> So you. I was just like, oh, you know, like if I'm being silly, send me home, I'll come home. And at this point she was like, look, I'm actually, I'm driving to the hospital now, so I'll see you there. Nice. Um, so I was just focusing for the next however many minutes and Hayden got home at around um, 1130 because he'd had to put up the porticot at his mum's house and mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. So he got home and I had my bags on my shoulders and I was like, we got to go. And, and what was he like? 
he is it really because he had seen <laughs> oh yeah of me course. in labor the first of time course. screaming and hysterical and yeah, like okay. He was he was just like oh I mean okay if you want to like he he had no, he said afterwards he had no idea it was at that critical wow. time so as soon as I left the bedroom my waters broke all over the dining room floor and oh. I just felt his head just drop right wow. into the birth canal and I was like I was like I am not gonna make it to hospital oh my gosh. and yeah it was so crazy and I was like okay like I'm just gonna have to. We're just going to have to do it here, call an ambulance. And then in my head I was like, I was like, oh, no, we don't have ambulance cover, so <laughs> it'll be really expensive. So, no, nah, got to get in that car and got to get to hospital. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So jumped in the car, um, leaking amniotic fluid everywhere, obviously didn't have time to grab towels or a pad or anything. Oh, no. So, That's right. like, arms over the front of the chair, like, no seatbelt on. Lucky it's a two-minute drive. My phone like automatically connected to the Bluetooth magically. So affirmations were blasting in my ears still. I was like to Hayden, I was like, turn it up. (laughs) And then we got to this big intersection just before the hospital and we were like 150 metres away and I could see the orange light and I was like, do not stop. (laughs) This is not time to stop. And he was like, oh, but we're so close anyway. I was like, don't stop. (laughs) So... Oh, my oh God. it was just. Could you feel the, whole... the baby coming down? Like, what was you? What were you feeling when you were in the car? So I could feel my body just instinctively pushing. was pushing, <gasps> pushing the baby out, and I was. Oh, so we do wow. the bearing down breathing, and my breathing had automatically changed. And oh. I, as we were in the car, I was like, "Oh my God!" Like this feels really good because I can feel what my breathing's doing. I can feel what yeah. my body's doing, and I know that like baby is coming out right now. So. I was actually in this and all of this I was just like calmly in the car. Hayden didn't know what was going on and I was just, despite the fact that it was this mad rush and nothing was going to, you know, what I had envisioned, I at no point felt out of control or mm. felt like like I couldn't do it. Like at no yeah. point was I there going, oh, my God, I'm going to have to get to hospital and, you know, mm. I'm going to have to have the drugs and I'm going to have to do all this. I was just like, I was just like, okay, cool. Like this is what's happening. I, I feel, I can feel everything that's happening. I know my body is doing what it's supposed to do right now. So so totally calm. So we pulled up to the front doors of the hospital and it was because it was like 1130, you have to buzz in. Mm. Oh God. We didn't know (laughs) where the buzzer was. So we literally pulled up outside the sliding doors Mm -hmm. and parked there and got out. And I'm just standing there like, keeled over doing breathing and I was like this baby is going to be born on this gravel and there was the stereotypical old man on a drip sitting on a bench smoking oh my god and he's just like he's looking at us and he's like buzzes around there love oh my gosh so we buzzed in funny and we were like, thank you. And he's like, good luck. Oh, God. <laughs> it was like a movie, seriously. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like a movie. And then you walk into the hospital and there's this huge staircase and that leads up to the birthing suites. And Hayden was like, oh, should we go Should we go to the lifts? I was like, no way. I was like, we are going up that staircase and I am getting to that birthing room right now. Wow. So we walked up the staircase. I was like, obviously dripping amniotic fluid all over the hospital. And all I could think about 
was the old man coming back in and slipping over. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. I, I was like, Bless oh, my you. God. What happens if he walks back in and he slips over on my bloody oh, amniotic gosh. fluid? So we walked up and we got in and um, my midwife wasn't there yet. So there was these two very young midwives and I was like, okay, cool, no worries. And they were like, oh, your midwife's on the way. Like, we'll take you into the room. Come on in. And they opened the door and she was like, she was like, okay, cool. Get comfy. Like, here's the buzzer if you need anything. And at this point I was like, am I in a, am I in a dream? Like, mm. do, what, what are people not understanding here? Mm. And I looked at her and I was like, the baby is coming out now. Wow. And she was like, oh, oh, okay, hop on the bed and I'll have a look. And so hopped on the bed, opened my legs. She's like, oh, yes, the head is there. <gasps> and oh, my gosh. So you were later, obviously just that calm though. I yeah, mean, people were obviously not taking you seriously because you No, were. they were not. So yeah. I obviously had just gone, despite the fact that I was having to kind of be aware and talk to yeah. people and kind of sort things out, like use mm-hmm. my brain, I obviously still had somehow managed to kind of go within yeah. in that regard and yeah. just like was take, was just doing it all kind of inside. So no one was, no one was like believing me. Mm-hmm. And so... She, like, her face when she was like, oh, the head's right there, I was just, like, hilarious. <laughs> and um, Ziggy was born seven minutes later. So, Aww. so yeah, it was – and it wasn't obviously what I had wanted. I was on the bed. Mm. I was – the bright lights were on, you know. You yeah. know, my – the midwives that I knew weren't there. But yeah. I was there and – but as soon as he came out, I was just like, oh, my gosh, like – I cannot believe that I did that and I cannot believe wow. that I managed to stay calm because a lot of people are like, oh, you know, so lucky with short labours, but precipitous labours can be really traumatic and mm. they are characterised by like intense, quick, on top of each other contractions. So it's not like it was just no like... build up. No, there was no... Yeah. It's like it started and... I mean, for the hour and 15 minutes that I was in labor, there was no relief. There was no, no breaks. There was no breaks. So that is just incredible. It was really funny. And like they started getting the um, Sintocin ready for the placenta. And I was like, I was there and I was like, no, like read like my birth plan. I'm not, I'm not doing that. And they were mm-hmm. like, okay, cool. And the placenta came out a few minutes after he did. So that was all totally fine. Oh my gosh. And, my midwife walked in just after the placenta came out and she wasn't even in her scrubs yet or anything and she just walked in <laughs> and she looked at me and like Ziggy's in my arms, placenta's out and she was just like, what oh. <laughs> that is so funny. She was like, wow. oh, I've literally only missed one other birth before and I was like, yeah, I mean. That is insane though. That is so fast. I can't get over it. Yeah, so extremely fast yeah. and I mean – it was like I can just imagine if I hadn't done it again. Yes. I would have just been a mess. A mess and mm. I would have been terrified. But mm. yeah, I was just like I was just like, yeah, you know, slide on out, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I was just I really, really You were in control. Like I had just taken 
everything on and I felt really in control the whole time. So it was like. And did your hubby as well? Like, did he feel like he was less shell shocked with this one? I think he was, but it's funny because he wasn't there for most of the time again. Of course, so it's like, yeah. So it's like I like I wanted him there. I wanted him to be a part of it, but it's like he was gone for, you know, more than 50% of it and I was just at home by myself doing it. But he, when he was, when we were, for the seven minutes that I was pushing, he was, um, he was like, he knew what was happening and this time he was like, looking at it and he wasn't like freaked out by what was happening so he definitely felt a lot better wow and he felt more in control too and but when I mean when Ziggy came out we both just looked at each other and just laughed we were just like what (laughs) just happened like we couldn't believe it but yeah that is so fast that is incredibly fast yes so fast and I just was like I was like I can't believe that you know, I didn't get any of the things that I wanted, but I still feel so good about it. I yeah. was just like, I was like, I can't believe I did it. I can't believe I got through it by myself mm-hmm. and I had to talk to people and I had to do all mm. these things that, you know, you don't necessarily want to have to do. But the whole time I still just remained obviously calm. so calm that no one believed me for a Yeah, start. that you were literally giving birth then and there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Baby so, was coming. Yeah, and I'm, I'm – so I did that and I was like, I can't believe that like I managed to keep my cool because I'm not yeah. necessarily a person who keeps my cool in yeah. stressful situations. So that's when I kind of was like, I feel like I can help other people do this. So that's when I started. So Ziggy had just been born and I was like, look, I feel really confident in myself mm. and my abilities. And so now I want to do the training to teach this to other people. So that's awesome. started that and now I'm teaching the course to other people. And it's just, it's so great. And mm. every time I do it, I tell kind of the stories yeah. a bit more briefly. And I'm just like very similar births technically, like quick, like stress-free births, like by myself for a lot of them. But my frame yeah. of mind coming out of them Completely could different. not be yeah. more different and that is a hundred percent down to doing the course and doing the preparation yeah. and changing my mindset about birth completely and it's like I'm kind of grateful for yeah. having the first experience even though it's like I'm like oh it would have been nice to have done it for the first one so I could have had two great experiences but now it's like I can look back and I can actually say what a difference it made. Yeah, that's exactly right. And you, yeah. you'll help more people having that comparison. Yeah, totally. Um, so now that we know that you give birth within two hours, will you be mm-hmm. doing something differently with your third baby? So, I mean, in a perfect world, I would absolutely love to have a home birth, uh-huh. but it just isn't accessible in Australia yet. Like yeah. I just don't have the $5,000 to pay for the private midwife. And it's like, I I am like, it's so upsetting. And it's like, I feel like after the third one, I'm still going to be like, oh, I really just want that home birth. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, the gates are closed. But also a part of me is like, but I just want that home birth. (laughs) So, I mean, never say never, but Mm. I'm actually with the midwife group program again at the hospital really near me. So, Mm -hmm. Um, same midwives. So they rung me and they were like, Oh, congrats again. And I think this time because of the last experience, they'll probably actually believe me this time. Yeah. So will you go in the minute you feel something? I, so I think 
I think I will, I think I just know my body well enough now. And if it's the exact same thing and if it just starts immediately, I will just go in. Mm -hmm. But like, who knows, maybe this time will be a bit longer. It's like, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not relying on anything and I'm not relying on going early again or anything. I'm just like, but also I think if I get to the point where I feel that baby is coming out, mm-hmm. I don't think I'll hop in the car. Yes. So I you'll think just stay I'll just, home. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'll just stay home. We've got ambulance cover this time. Awesome. <laughs> I'll call the ambulance because doing that car trip is just like, that's the worst part of it. Mm. And both, both experiences, just that car trip is just really throws you off and just like mm. messes with your your like rhythm, any rhythm that you're in yeah. or whatever. So I think I'll just go, look, I'm two minutes from hospital. Let's just like, we've got seven minutes here or something. Let's mm-hmm. just do that, call an ambulance and then we'll be at the hospital in a few minutes. So yeah, yeah. Exactly. that's kind of what I'm feeling, even though it might not be suggested, but mm-hmm. it's like, it's that or who knows, I'll just give birth in the car on the way there or something. <laughs> oh my gosh. So what message would you send to women out there? I think the main message is that I think knowledge is power and the yeah. more that you know and it's it's knowledge about your body and what your body's doing and what your body's capable of. Yeah. It's knowledge that your body is designed to birth. Like exactly. there's not some there's not some flaw with women's uteruses. Like exactly. it's a muscle in the body, it has a job and it's designed to give birth. Mm-hmm. So just if you trust in that and you also have knowledge of the hospital system and of Mm -hmm. all the interventions and procedures, all these things, if you know enough about them, you're going to be empowered. Mm -hmm. And even if special circumstances come up, Mm -hmm. you're going to be able to be in charge and make the decisions. And no matter what happens in your birth, you can still come out of it feeling positive. Yeah, I love that. Mm. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, I'll definitely have to get you back on for your third birth because I'm very intrigued to see how that <laughs> yes, goes. Yes, Feb next year. We'll see what happens. Next year. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Like every time I teach the course now, it's like reaffirming everything in my mind. So it's just like every time I do it, I'm just like, yes, yes, yes. And then my husband's going to sit in one of the group classes oh, cool. in a couple of months because he – um he obviously needs a reminder and it's like, it yeah, will be, I'm cool. like, just come and sit in the class and, you know, we'll go over everything and you'll get, get a refresher. And, yeah. And you know what? Hopefully this time he will be around, like he'll oh, be able bless. to actually be involved and mm. do some of the tools and techniques to help me through. <laughs> well, you've done it twice on your own already, so you'll be fine regardless, but it is nice exactly, to have that Exactly, exactly. And that's another thing. The power is always with the woman, but yeah. I mean, anyone that can help and help get you through it is yeah. a great support. Support's really important. So where do you teach your classes? Are they online or do you have a place so, that you um, I So I teach in person, so down in the Sutherland Shire. So okay. I do private classes with women or I do a group class every month at a, um, a little studio down here. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's really nice to have women coming in and helping them along and I've had some women with have some great experiences that's awesome okay well I'll share all of your details in the show notes for anyone that's interested awesome thank you so much for coming on today Harriet and sharing your epic journey with us oh thank you for having me 
That brings us to the end of today's show, guys. Harriet's story for me is a reminder of how incredibly important it is to do the work before you head into a hospital setting to birth your baby. Be informed, stay in control, and use your voice loud and clear. Let me know what you think of today's show over on the PBA Instagram page, and I'll see you guys next week for another episode of Positive Birth Australia. Bye.